Big Ten Backers Podcast. This is your podcast for Big Ten football or anything college football related. From Jim Harbaugh's shirtless escapades to Brett Billima's hog-sized waistline with Ryan Day's beard dye and anything else in between. Big Ten Backers has the headlines from around the college football landscape. Oh, hey there, Big Ten Backers. This is your host, AJ, with Buckeye Steve. We just call him Dop Beef. So, B, there's some new coaches that's been brought into the Big Ten. Notably, Matt Rule and Luke Fickle. So tell me, who do you think was a better hire, Matt Rule or Luke Fickle? Man, that's a dilemma. That is a tough choice. I can see how it can go anyway. And I don't like to toe the fence on, on topics like this, but with everything that Matt Rule has done, he brought Temple from the bottom of the bottom, maybe. Maybe you could say, like, Connecticut was worse. I don't know. <laughs> Connecticut's probably the worst. <laughs> but he brought them up, and, and then he went and transformed Baylor after that sexual harassment thing. Yeah, 9-0, 11-1 that year. He definitely had them smoking. Uh, but there, there's something that separates Fickle, and I think we really have to hit home on that and talk about that. Fickle got Cincinnati. This is the Bearcats. This is Ohio State's little brother. Got them into the playoffs. I mean, could you imagine if Ohio State had to play Cincinnati in the playoffs? That would be insane. Fickle got Cincinnati Bearcats to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the current landscape of coaches in the Big Ten, like Luke Fickle should be the third best coach, if not the second. He could be the second best coach. It's arguably second or third best coach in the Big Ten. I'd say third because Michigan made the playoffs the last couple of years. Yeah. But yeah. he is the third best coach by collegiate standards for the Big Ten. Oh, so you're saying you got Ryan Day, then Harbaugh? Yes. And then Fickle. All right, Fickle. that's interesting. Yes. I mean, because the record versus... Just the playoff appearances. Playoff appearances. I mean, it's probably strictly by playoff appearances. Yes. I mean, Franklin's a good coach, but he hasn't made the playoffs. He yeah. made the Big Ten Championship once. Talking playoffs? Huh? Talking playoffs? Talking, we're talking playoffs. <laughs> okay, But, but yeah. Luke Fickle has done more at Cincinnati... And Franklin did at Penn State. So who who else would be above him? Yeah, we take we take Fickle all day. We got to. Yeah, I, I guess I go with Fickle and then Matt Rule. It's like a one A one B type of situation. Mm-hmm. The only thing with Matt Rule is does he stay? Because he's he usually rebuilds a program that's doing bad, builds into you know eleven and one season, and then he rides off into a new school or a, goes to the Carolina. Yeah, Panthers. I mean, it, it is he a Nebraska like, guy? It seemed like a progression type of thing to me. You go from Temple. And then you want to get to that next level and you go to Baylor. And then you can't fault a guy for trying to climb the career ladder and then no, go to the NFL. I'm so gonna... he goes back now. I mean, if he does it again, you know, once, yes, okay, no big deal. He's trying to get better. Twice, he's trying to get better. Now, third time, you're fooling me. The only like kind of cop-out situation I have for him is maybe if he ever goes back to his alma mater at Penn State. That's I, I, I wouldn't fault any guy for that. You know? No, no. That's always a... That's always a classy move going to your... Yeah. Go to all the water. That's cool. So the other big coach that was brought in to the Big Ten was Ryan Walters. And I guess I should say big just because he's in the Big Ten. Because uh, we both had to look this guy up to kind of realize where he came from and what he did to get this hire. Speaking of no names, this is a guy I've never... I'm literally on his Wikipedia page right now. <laughs> that's how much I know of this guy. Looking up Ryan Walters, he played college football for Colorado... No one knows anything else. He was a defensive coordinator for Missouri. Now, the one thing that kind of stands out in my mind was that 2021-2022 
defensive coordinator for Illinois. Mm-hmm. You or think that was a big Illinois? Illinois. <laughs> they had some good defenses, man. They were ball hawks. They were always getting the turnovers, especially last year. Awesome. Whether that's going to translate into being a head coach, I guess the best thing that you can say about this guy is he never had a loss as a head coach. <laughs> I <have nothing laughs> else to say. Zero than, and zero. I think the only thing I'll ask you is, was this a stretch by Purdue to hire this man after only two seasons of the defensive coordinator position at Illinois? I, I believe so. Absolutely. This could go either way. I mean, this could be like brilliant in two years. Or this could be like, what the another hell Scott were they Frost. thinking? Yeah, I, another Mike Riley. <laughs> oh my that God. was even worse, though. <laughs> I can never give Nebraska credit for Mike Riley higher. That, oh, that was, was terrible. They wonder where it went. I, that, that, that's where it went. That was no one thinking. All right, talking about bad hires. <laughs> There's some really bad hires and should have been fired out there. So, man, Brian Ferentz, how does he still have a job? Brian Ferentz, I, I, I guess... Maybe, maybe you give him another year to get out of his father's basement. I mean, he is—he is living on his father's name. He is not—he's not buying his own groceries. His mom's still wiping his butt. I think Um, (laughs) she's cutting steaks for him. She don't even trust him with a steak knife. She free cuts it. Yeah, does his laundry. Pretty sure she calls up girls and asks them to date her son. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably Facebooking requesting some hotties right now as we speak. She's on the phone with the baddies for Brian. <laughs> baddies for Brian. We're going to start a new podcast called Baddies for Brian. <laughs> it was awful. Last year was atrocious. I mean, I, I want to fire him right now, but give him another year. He's got some people coming in, doesn't he? He does have some people coming in. So we got you know some transfers from Michigan. You got Cade McNamara. McNamara. Eric All, man, so some big-time names that came from the Michigan program. That's not Eric All. Eric All had an injured season. They got that well, other all tight big end. That, um, he's from Ohio, uh, that Lachey kid. Oh, yeah, Luke Lachey. He should definitely. Oh, so that, man. He's got players. They can't use that excuse anymore. Right. Uh, and they got a quarterback that can throw the <laughs> can ball. Actually throw the ball. Do they, you know, they've always produced this offensive line. They've always had people in the NFL. Offensive line. I mean, they're like Wisconsin. You know, they produce those offensive linemen, and they produce more so even those tight ends. So. Um, get the ball to your tight end, do a two tight end set, get the guy some blocking on the front, like, I have a good running back. All I know is the defense coordinator for Iowa's got to be like, Jesus, man, can you help me out? All I need to get is like, can you get me just like 21 points and I'll get you to win? Like, yeah. just get me 21 points. Get me <laughs> I mean, 28 points, Because that defense points. is ridiculously awesome. In a couple of games last year, the defense outscored their offense. In a couple of games, wasn't it every game? <laughs> <laughs> it probably was every game. Give him one more year. He's got some stuff coming in like we talked about. And then boot him. We were talking about coaches that should have been fired. Or coordinators that should have been fired. Now let's talk about what coaches have their brats on the burner. Ooh, brats on the burner. Those brats have to be cooked just right. They do have to be cooked. Can't have that nastiness undercooked in the middle. No, you know, you, you got to get the onions, on the you right got to get temperature. the out, boil them out so you don't over fry them. You know, you got to mm-hmm. know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that. What coaches? What coaches are on the hot seat? You know, uh, the way things are going, I know it just came out that they're going to stand by Ryan. But if he loses to Michigan again, three in a row, I don't know what you do. Yeah, three in a row, man. It sucks because he's so good at everything else. I mean, he... But we've been there in the 90s. They've been there in the 90s. They can be good at everything else and suck against Michigan. And it's not good enough. Boom, you're gone. Yeah. And we, we can't take the, like, 
two and ten. So are you years? So are you saying his broth is on the burn? It's, it's not yet, but after this year, if he loses <laughs> Michigan, that broth is on the burner. I mean, it's burnt. It's toast. All right. I mean, so what about? Do you think Penn State's going to move on? You think he's on the he's on the burner there? You know, that's that's a really interesting situation. Perennial number three in the Big Ten East. Is that where you want your program to be? I mean, that is a program that whiteout is an amazing thing to see. Amazing. I mean, I would, I love to go there and watch how high my Buckeyes lose. It was that good. <laughs> <laughs> Perennial number three in the Big Ten East. Awful. I mean, there's a lot of hype for Penn State this year. Saying yeah, it's the best I mean, team they've had. I think they'll still have them number five or six. Yeah, I think so. So they they got the hype for sure. Is that is that going to translate into anything this year? I don't know. But if it doesn't translate, is he a brought on the burner? If he gets that that high state win that once every four years wins <laughs> on a block kick, yeah, he's going to stay. I mean, that's going to give him enough to, to stick around a little bit longer. Maybe he'll buy their time with Matt Rule, see how he does in Nebraska, and then offer him some money to come on over. I'm going to be frank about Frank. <laughs> get my Frank out there on the table. I think they were hoping for him to get hired this past year and move on. Oh, you think? I think they were ready for him. No, I think the fans are ready for him to go. Now, he could buy him another season. He could buy him maybe one more. Maybe maybe he has a Jim Harbaugh-esque type of, I'm almost out the door, and he starts pulling some shit out of his pocket and does something amazing. Because he was almost done. He was gone. Everybody was calling for him to be fired. Everybody thought Jim Harbaugh had nothing for Michigan. Does it just take the second place finish? I mean, what? I mean, one win against Michigan or Ohio State, or do they have to beat them both? I think if he gets around? one, he'll stick around just because they've been reluctant to let him go. Yeah, I think that might be a mistake. Mm-hmm. Now, if he obviously wins the Big Ten, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. If he wins the Big Ten, that, that, I mean, last the final Big Ten championship game between the divisions. PJ Fleck, man, how long are they going to let him row that damn boat up in Minnesota? Man, he is already sponsored by a GPS because he's been rowing the boat. I think he stays. He's got momentum there still, and there's 10,000 lakes to row that boat on, so he's going to be around for a while. <laughs> That's a good place to row a boat, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you if you're 10,000 lakes, you better do it there. It's the right place, right? I can't think of any other coach on the The brats are on the burner. Brats. I think everybody else's brats are safe right now. Yeah, They're not overcooked now. just yeah. quite yet. I think Bell Tucker might find himself in that maybe after this year. He definitely got a high mm, paycheck, but he's a. It's early to say yeah, that he's on a little time. Give him a little time. Oh, beef! We racked up the prop bill. Time to make some money. Give us the mustard on our sponsor, NIL Fanvote. So NIL Fanvote, gotta go check them out right now. They are an awesome company. They're gonna be taking us to Minnesota for the Minnesota Nebraska game. We got a day off, then turn around going to Charlotte for the North Carolina South Carolina game, and then an immediate turnaround going down to Orlando for the LSU FSU game. You gotta go check them out. They are a NIL company for the average college football fan. So yeah, they take donations from the average college football fan. You can vote for your favorite college football player. Those donations go to your favorite college football player, and then they rack and stack them and show you who's a uh, the top NIL collector. Yeah, it's called the leaderboard. It's really cool. It's a great concept. So you can see where your player, your conference, your team stack up. It's something you got to go check it out. Go vote now. NIL fan vote. Don't forget about their social media. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. Now that we told you about our road trips, we're going to row, row our boats to the land of 10,000 lakes. This one is one of our Big Ten Backers Midwest Corn Fest games of the week. Oh, yeah.
But first, here are Brett Billima's cupcakes. Oh, the cupcakes. And Nothing we, like a little muffin top. <laughs> a little muffin top. So Iowa, Michigan State, Michigan, Maryland, and Wisconsin taking in cupcakes, deep-throating them like a blonde in a porno. Hulk <laughs> bait. Uh, record, record, record. That's all I have to say about these games. If you want to watch it, if it's close in the fourth quarter, you come back later. And we spend enough time on these cupcakes. Don't even waste your DVRs time. I Skip don't waste my breath. If, if there's anything good, ESPN, Fox will cover it. Go there. Yeah. Moving on. We'll post the highlights if there's anything good. All right, so we had uh, a segment where we usually say big names but bad games. But this one is the opposite. This is a little name but a good game. We're talking about Illinois versus Toledo. Phil Steele has Toledo top 25 right out the gate. Usually with a MAC team, you don't get that. They have to, you know, show themselves before they, you know, get some type of notoriety. So obviously Toledo's got something there. They could easily take this game. And I, and I don't know if, if Burt's got it or not. What do you think? I know Brett Billima's got Illinois in the right direction. Illinois. 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 But he's got Illinois going in the right direction. They competed for the Big Ten West last year, which is, I guess, probably something you shouldn't brag about too hard. But, you know, they were in competition. Yeah. Their defense is really stout. They pushed Michigan to a last-second field goal to win the game. That's true. So they're very tough, very tough team. They did lose their defensive coordinator. We talked about him moving on to Purdue to become the head coach. Yeah. Uh, a very interesting game for sure. Yeah, and, and Lovey's gone there. What's it been, two years? Lovey's been gone now. And I think he had something to do with that defense and, and with Mr. Walter. Ryan Walters, a name no one knows, again, is is gone. So he did have an effect on that team. I could see Toledo winning, but I'm going to take Burt in his waistline. I want to take Burt. Two points. Burt in the bellies. <laughs> Uh, to take a win, close one against Toledo. So, back to our big names, but bad games, West Virginia and Penn State. Penn State's coming in, probably the most hype they've been in years, probably since 2016. Yeah, top five, top six. Yeah. Somewhere in that range in, in some of the preseason polls. Which is insane for them. Now, we'll see if they can live up to that. But West, West Virginia, man, they have been really bad for a little while now. They're projected to finish, like, last in the Big 12. The best team with no national title, huh? Yeah, they're the winningest program without a national title. Wow. Yeah. That's that kind of something you want to hold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Bottom feeders are projected to be the uh, last place in the Big 12. And with all those new teams coming in, you'd think that they have, you know, some type of ground to be ahead of them. Or, you know, a little bit of a ceiling mm -hmm. uh, with all these other small schools coming in already. You know, Cincinnati, Houston going to be better than them? Probably. Yeah. Probably. They are. Yeah. Okay. I mean... Yeah, there's no, there's no reason to predict this game. Everybody knows who's going to win. People were talking a wide out for this, and we had people posting on the NIL Facebook page, I believe. NIL fan vote Facebook page. I mean, they probably do need a wide out for West Virginia just so they can actually win a wide out. It's probably <laughs> been a long time since they won a wide out. So, you know, uh, why, why not? Yeah, I mean, when you play Ohio State, you know, you're missing the fire, you're going to get burned. <laughs> yeah, another one, another game, uh, Big Ten game. I wouldn't say it's a game of the week or anything. Uh, but it's Ohio State at Indiana. It's at least two Big Ten teams going at it. What's your thoughts on this game? Firepower that Ohio State has. Let's see, you know, breaking in a new quarterback. Saw C.J. Stroud when he was a new quarterback. He struggled in the beginning with a tough Big Ten team on an opener. So a lot of the same things could happen. There is the thing that Kyle McCord has been in the system for three years now. So he's throwing to Marv, his high school teammate. I expect some fireworks there. I mean, there's... It's already there. They already have that connection, you know, that, that innate ability to just know where he's going to be in space, where he's going to cut off his routes, things of that nature. They're already there. So. Yeah, and I think this is a good practice game 
and I hate to say practice because it's probably a little bit rude to Tom Allen in Indiana, but it is what it is. Tom Allen has never really recovered since his pretty good start in the Big Ten. Yeah, LEO is no more. There's no more love. For, yeah, no, no more, more love, love for Tom, Tom Allen. That love. But I think it comes down to defense, man. Like you got the two million dollar man there. What's Jim Knowles. What's this defense going to look like? You have a lot of talent all over the field. Yeah, you young Four quarterbacks five stars back. everywhere. Yeah, you have good linebacking core. I mean, defense got people transferring in that are studs. So yeah, Indiana's probably going to get the break speed off of them pretty bad in this game. I think the biggest thing to note is one is Kyle McCord. Is he what everybody says is he, he the is? Real deal? Is he the real deal? Is he going to start? Do you think is Jim Knowles the real deal? Yeah, because you can't give up point that many points to Indiana with his defense. Put your money where your mouth is. If you're going to be worth $2 million, you better show it to me. All right. Yeah, I think that's about all we need to talk about that game. It's going to be another blowout. Catch it on ESPN. What about those Let's week zero fan. games? Oh, those week zero games? A whole lot oh. of nothing there. What? <laughs> I almost threw up. What'd you say? <laughs> well, there is one. There's, there's one, one dimension. Navy, uh, they are playing at Notre Dame. I think you really... At Notre Dame, it says on the schedule. And no, in Dublin. In Dublin. I mean, you probably love this rivalry game if you're 70 years old. And <laughs> won three national championships in the 40s, you know. Well, they'll probably have it on the pubs there in uh, good old Dublin, right? Yeah, they're going to have it on the pubs for sure. Because, you know, when I think American college football, I think Dublin. And when I go to Dublin, I think American college football. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there's no doubt. Like, there's no. Can, can you imagine? Can you turn the football on? Yeah. Soccer? <laughs> football? Huh? No. But yeah, let's get to our Big Ted Backers Midwest Corn Fest game of the week. Ooh. Which is the one we are going to. Game of the week. Is going to be Nebraska at Minnesota. Uh, we'll be there. I can't wait to tailgate. Hopefully, we run into some people there that are showing us a good time. I've had a good time in Nebraska before. Man, those those fans are awesome. Hopefully, we can get to tailgate with some of those people and you know pass out maybe some merchandise from nilfanvote.com. Hopefully, we'll be in the stadium for the game to kind of represent nilfanvote.com. Yeah, I mean, Nebraska's obviously got Matt Rule, new head coach there. He's bringing in Jeff Sims, transfer out of Georgia Tech. He's looking very dynamic. He's, well, maybe not the best quarterback, but a very good quarterback Minnesota's going to have to face. Yeah. Uh, Sims. He's good. I mean, there were some question marks from last year, right? Yeah, he had some question marks, but his athletic ability is off the charts. Sure. Now, him as a pure passer, yeah, there's some questions. Yeah, so your rule has a history. And the history is he starts off slow, builds a program. Nebraska was kind of at that level already. They were in a lot of those close games. So I don't know that there's a lot of building like other programs, like Temple in the past and Baylor after they got murdered with all sexual harassment lawsuits. And I mean, the player's gone. They, didn't, they had to build a lot there. I mean, they almost started from zero there, and he did a good job rebuilding it. But I think you know he's got to have time to instill his culture and you know, everything he wants to do. I'll, I'll go with P.J. Fleck. I'm going to row, row, row that boat. You can row, row your boat all the way to nowhere because I'm taking the new rule and Nebraska to start off hot. He doesn't need a rebuilding year. He's ready to go. Matt Rule, Nebraska. Oh, what about, some of these, what about some of these national games? We do got to talk about these. You know, yeah. and, and Neon, Dion's out there to talk about. Let's get into these Ooh, games. I forgot about Dion. And Mr. Neon, Dion, that gives us something to talk about. Uh, let's go with the Big Ten Backers National Games of the Week. We got Colorado at TCU with Neon Dion there. That's going to be a special game. Kind of a coming out party, huh, of sorts for him? I mean, it is. Really? Yeah, I think we're going to find out what, what Neon Dion's got there at Colorado because he's opening up with TCU. Honestly, not the TCU of last year, but they're still fast. Oh yeah, quick. yeah, and and Colorado's not the Colorado of last year either. No, so. They got like 999 transfers, I believe. <laughs> oh, close to that. Uh, Give or take. 
But yeah, very interesting game. Colorado is like, how do you prepare for Colorado, right? No idea. No idea, right? No, no idea. coaching staff, new players. Yeah, yeah it's kind and of crazy. Uh, man, there's just a new resurgence for the Buffaloes football. Well, yeah, I'm excited about this game because we don't. They don't open up with a cupcake. They got TCU, so yep. we're gonna really find out. See what they got yeah, right Dion, off the bat. Dion is cooking man. right off the bat, just going. And, and he, that's what he's talking about. That's what he's building. The program he's building there is just to be ready to go, hundred percent. We don't want any slouches. We don't want the average. We want you to go. We want you to be there, be prepared, and be ready to compete off the bat. So um, it, it opened up perfectly just for what he wanted to instill in the team. I think I think it's going to be a great game. We're going to learn what they got. Both teams, really, real quick. TCU is definitely favored in this game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if the Buffaloes make it a game, it'll be fun. It'll really mean that they're there. You know, they were terrible last year. It'll mean that Neon Dion's got his crew. He's ready to go. If Dion wins this game, the hype, they train, this game. the hype train behind Colorado and Dion is going to be insane. I can't imagine what it's like. Absolutely insane. I'm here. The I'm Rockies watching. are going to be crazy. Yeah. Rockin', they're rocking in the Rockies. Rocking in the Rockies. Talk about the Florida State LSU game because um, that's going to be one of the games that we're actually at. And I think that that's an important game for us. That's an important game for both of these teams in Orlando. I don't really like those NFL stadium games. I don't like that. I love yeah, I to mean, go. I love to go see those college atmospheres. But man, how cool would that be to go to? Yeah, you know, this year it would have been in at Florida State. Yeah, it would have been at Florida State last year. They played in New Orleans, but you could imagine that in Baton Rouge. Oh my gosh, you, and in can you Death, imagine that in Death Valley. Yeah, no, like oh, we really missed this is, game in Death Valley. That was one of my bucket list places to visit. And man, oh man, if that game would have been there last year, I would have been there. Speaking of that game last year, it was a freaking instant class. Oh man. It was amazing. That is the best ending to a game I think I can ever remember. That's worth watching over and over. Amazing game. Amazing game. I'm hoping that Mike Norvell and Brian Kelly can bring this kind of game again in Orlando. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a testament of the coaches here. You know, who's gonna have a long term tenure at each of those programs? And this is this is kind of a make or break game for each yeah. of them. I mean, Mike Norvell and Florida State is really highly ranked this year. A lot of yeah. people have a lot of projections coming out of them. Yeah. Uh, Brian Kelly, a lot of people doubted that hire. And he oh, yeah. He was the SEC West last year. And, and, and Brian Kelly comes with a brand new accent, too. <laughs> he does come with a brand new accent. <laughs> I mean, the guy, what is he from Boston or something? He's something. been coaching in Michigan all his life. <laughs> Upper Midwest. You know. Comes got, in and. Got them Grand Valley State Championships. Yeah, and I think that's where he first developed his southern accent in Grand Valley State. I mean, that's where he <laughs> years is in Grand Valley State. Then he goes down to, what, uh, the Chippewas? Yep, he went to the Did Chippewas. Did he make it to the Chippewas? Was that Central Michigan? Yep. And then uh, after Central Michigan, he comes to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. He was, I think he was one of the first coaches to make Cincinnati good. Yep. And he then was, after he the left. He turned it into the cradle of coaches. After he left, they struggled for a while. Tommy Tuberville was there. Yeah, now he's now he's in <laughs> Congress. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. Yeah. Tommy Tuberville. He didn't do so well there. Um, finally, they they uh, landed on Fickle and had a great run. Maybe he learned to dance with recruits at Cincinnati like that. I don't know. <laughs> Notre Dame. But now he's dancing in Baton Rouge. Talking weird. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of uh, Mike Norvell, he's, like I said, he's got Florida State pumping. There might be one reason why Neon Dion doesn't coach his all matter, and that is because of Mike, Mike Norvell. Norvell. Now, if Dion goes nuts, starts winning big time in Colorado. What if Mark is doing his job? What if Norvell starts losing? Is he there? Is that... Is that happening right away? Do you think Dion goes? 
I, I think that's hard because Mike's got that pressure on him. Yeah, because, right away. Yeah, right away. Because if he has a mediocre season and Dion's pumping it in Colorado, you're gonna make that call. Oh, and the, and then Miami's on the up too. So I mean, other ACC well, members are I starting. Say they're on the up, but you know. at least they're recruiting well. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they're on the up. I mean, they got all the pieces in the puzzle, and they got a coach that knows how to win. Did it in Oregon, and and then we go to our next game. We got Florida, Utah. Florida, Utah. So you got Billy Napier, Graham Merch transferred from Wisconsin. He was supposed to be the first quarterback that Wisconsin had, but it didn't work out too well for him. Now he's down in Florida. Obviously, Cam Rising, man. Like, of all these quarterbacks we talk about in the Pac-12, Cam Rising has won the Pac-12 the last two years. That was a classic game last year between Utah and Florida. That was a great game. Florida is actually leaving the South in an opener. Not only leaving the South, but they're heading out West. Way out west i mean utah is not an easy place to play anyway no number one and open the season you don't even know what you got yet and you're going all the way to utah to play a game that's pretty impressive we also got another one that we wouldn't need to talk about before we get too deep into the florida utah game the south carolina north carolina game another game we're going to be at duke's mayo we got mac brown and we got shane beamer in this game. Man, Shane Beamer. What a season last year. Mm-hmm. So, man, South Carolina's a hard place to win. It is. I mean, no one's really been able to do it. When's, I mean, Steve Spurrier was there and still never had great success no. for as good of a coach as he was. They're good. They're like the Purdue. You're right about that. Overall, they can't figure it out. Like Spencer Rattler, man, he is hot and Hot cold. and cold. I, you know, I feel like he was just one of those players that everyone thought was going to jump off the charts immediately. But maybe he's one of those guys that just needed a little bit of time in the system, a little time to grow up, read defenses a little better, and uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll turn things around and have a big season. He could. But there's a Heisman contender on the other side of that field. Yeah, like everybody kind of forgets about North Carolina and Mac Brown. Mac Brown is a national championship coach. Oh, for sure. He has one. Oh, Vince yeah. Young. Here's his version of Vince Young in North Carolina. Drake Mayo. Drake May. <laughs> in the Mayo Bowl. <laughs> Well, Duke's Mayo, this is a perfect game for them to have. We will be there. We will end up at Orlando for the Florida State LSU game, right? Wow, we're going to be there. We're going to be there. We're going to be in. We're going to be in the stadium. Yeah. Are we going to be in the stadium? Or we're going to be in the stadium. We should be in the stadium yeah, for that. Absolutely. Watch that. That's a good uh, cap to the weekend. So anyway, uh, you know, back to Utah. So Utah, man, talked about the Pac-12 quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, bombs over Baghdad. We have all these quarterbacks. Pac-12 after dark is going to be flying. It is going to be flying. We got Caleb Williams. DJ, can't say his name. Ui Ungalele. <laughs> kind of sounds like the state fish of Hawaii. It does, doesn't it? Huma Huma Nuku Nuku Apua'a. I always think of the little miniature guitar every time I hear his name. <laughs> <laughs> Ukulele. <laughs> and not to get R-rated, but we probably should talk about Bo Nix and the Phoenix. Uh, don't Google either one of those. You know, yeah. if, if you're on your personal computer, that's okay. <laughs> and don't spell it incorrectly, by the way. <laughs> Phoenix was, he had a great season. Man, you know what he did against Ohio State that COVID year? Well, when, he was, when he was with Indiana. And then last year, he tore it up. He did, and had some ever- great receivers out there in Washington. So those are going to be those are going to be highlights every week. Yeah, I can't They're, believe he didn't the get passing a, yards all over. I can't believe he didn't get an invite for the Heisman, he, and he probably should have. Oh, he uh, definitely should have. But There's he's no a Heisman contender this year, so we'll see what happens. And then speaking of Heisman contenders, you got Bo Nix out of Oregon. Everybody kind of writ him off because how bad mm-hmm. Auburn was, but he yeah. tore it up last year. Yeah, he Bo. did well, especially the end of the season. He started off bad, albeit against Georgia, oh, the national champion. But he didn't start off bad. <laughs> he has a chance. He does have a chance. In it, I mean, he was. I don't he know was, that we'll get any get to any of these Pac-12. He games, was ESPN but. top ten almost every week. Oh yeah, I would love I would love to go to Oregon. 
It's the Autzen Stadium. A lot of people blame DJ for Clemson's struggles. Now he's out at Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Oregon State is a Oregon really State's a surprise sleeper. team. Wow. Yeah, sleeper and team. I don't. They're not even classified as a sleeper anymore. And I think one thing they were missing was the quarterback. And if DJ can turn it around, boy, watch out for the Beavers. Man, what? That's a good. That is a good setup there. It is. We talked about games that we want to see. Yeah. I want to do a make-believe game that I wish was happening. Oh, what is that? The Gamecocks versus the Beavers. Give me the Cox versus the Beavers. <laughs> Give me the Cox versus... The... Another thing not to Google. Cox versus Beavers. That is not something that you want to Google on just, your work computer. <laughs> I just want to hear the... the uh, See the game day signs for that? Yeah, the game day signs would be amazing. You know, the dialogue would be... Even just like a helmet cover of your Cox <laughs> when you're playing the Beavers. Uh, you know, we have all these good games, but the next thing that we come to really in this week's schedule is where the buns are bigger than the burgers games we have a we have a few of those highlighted you know that you know that moment when you bite into the rest of the meat on your burger and you have nothing left but the bun it's an awful feeling you know sometimes there might be a little juice left over from the ketchup the pickle and the cheese or maybe the duke's mayo but you got to finish it because you have to eat it but if it's there's nothing on there, you want to just throw it away and give it to the dog. And these are the games we're going to talk about now. So those games would be Georgia Tech and Louisville. You got anything to say about Georgia Tech and Louisville? Well, Georgia Tech was awful. Louisville actually, I think, could be a surprise team in the ACC just because they have an easy slate in the ACC. Yeah. They have a pretty tough out-of-conference schedule. But as far as the ACC, their schedule is pretty easy. I think yeah. their biggest challenge is probably going to be Miami. But who is Miami? They look good on paper, but they never look good on the scoreboard. And so the next game we have Washington. And Boise. I've talked about Bo Nix a little bit. Yeah, this isn't uh, Boise State versus Oklahoma. This is a different Boise State team. They're obviously talented enough to push some teams. They could probably push Washington to the brink, but I'm taking Washington all day. Oh, yeah. Give with, me the with Phoenix. Phoenix. Give Please me the Phoenix. Give me the Phoenix <laughs> all day. Give me the we have Tennessee and Virginia as well. Yeah, I think this is interesting because Tennessee had a glorious season last year. Yeah, and they, uh, don't, they don't have their quarterback, but they have Joe Milton. You yes. can throw the football yeah. over the Supposedly mountains. Supposedly he can be on his knees at the 50-yard line and throw it past the goalpost, but, you know. He can throw it over the rock. I just wanted to say on his knees. And Phoenix <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> oh. Yeah, very interesting game. Obviously, Virginia has not been good at football in forever. Our sponsors might pull our license for this R-rated commentary here. <laughs> Sorry, NIL fan vote. But, yeah, these are our buns are bigger than the burger games. We've got Georgia Tech at Louisville. If you have nothing to do, check on these games. Maybe they'll be entertaining. Probably not. Tennessee's going to blow out Virginia. Washington and Boise State's probably the better game of these three. Sure. But I'm taking Washington. Yeah. I mean, it might be fun to watch Tennessee hosting Virginia just because we want to see if everything from last year translates Mm -hmm. back. Just seeing what they got with Joe Milton and spreading the ball around. And Hypo, man, he's he's offense pumping. So if you want to see some high scoring game, let's tune in to Tennessee versus And Hypo kind of looks like Bobby from... (laughs) Dang it, Bobby. Dang it, Bobby. From King of the Hill. He looks like Bobby. And we have that posted on NIL's Facebook page, NIL Fanboat Facebook page, if you want to check yeah, that out. Yeah, check out the page. We always... And we have it on Instagram. We have some funny stuff on there. We have good college football content. All of our national games, there are plenty of cupcakes. We're not even going to get into those. And until next week, we'll see you. Big Ten Backers Podcast. Follow our sponsors at NIL Fanboat on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Also visit the website nilfanboat.com. Oh, no Midwest goodbye today.